Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. And fellas, the Hawks pick up their first win of the season. Woo-hoo. Luke Richardson gets number one uh, on the board. And boy, that was a weird first period. <laughs> I know we're going to get to it all. It was a weird game. But that was the a Haw- weird game. Hawks win 5-2. to two. Uh, three-point nights from Sam Lafferty, who had a pair of shorthanded goals. Three points from Jason Dickinson, who was playing his first game as a Blackhawk. And I thought it was funny that Vosser said this on the broadcast, or maybe it was Sharpie said it on the broadcast. If I told you the Hawks were going to score five goals and Patrick Kane would not have a point, would you have believed me? But that is the case. Uh, Just a crazy, crazy crazy game. And uh, let's get into it, fellas, because, look, we might not have a lot of uh, wins to celebrate. So I and we're I'm seeing a lot of people in the in the chat that are like sort of conflicted. He, they're not going to yeah. go 0 and 82. No, no. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, they're one and two. If they go one and two out of every three games, that's good enough for 54 points. Yeah, that's good enough for the worst record in the league. Uh, that'll though flirt these, with it. Yeah, yeah. Though these San Jose Sharks. Holy Ooh. crap, are they bad at hockey? Yeah, they, boy, oh we boy. did not mention them much when talking about the teams that are going to be threats for Connor Bedard. Ooh, they're yeah. freaking terrible. They're not good. But they, I mean, but they have some, they've got better pieces than the Hawks do. So maybe they get better. I don't know, but this team's pretty <laughs> freaking lousy right now. Yeah, yeah, well, they're they're bad, and they're like good parts are like in their prime. So, ooh, uh oh, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, rest, not a good recipe for the Sharks. But if the uh, if you guys in the in the CHGO Blackhawks faithful will remember back to Thursday night, aka Friday morning's uh, post game show, I remember saying, hey, if they you know continue to put out the efforts that they did against Vegas and and against uh, Colorado two teams that are vastly superior to the Blackhawks, we might be talking about a win on Saturday night. And lo and behold, here we are with a win uh, in maybe the most unique win we'll see all season where Sam Lafferty scores twice shorthanded and both he and Jason Dickinson uh, have their second ever career three-point nights. Um, Wild. 
yeah. just a wild, about, statistically it, it, wild. By the way, is Jason Dickinson Sam Lafferty 2.0? You, you trade, I don't know. You trade Maybe. a passenger, you get him back, and he immediately contributes. And, oh, by the way, you also got a second-round pick for taking on what amounts to a, like less than a million and a half bucks. Kyle Davidson is, is out there fleecing teams right now. I mean, <laughs> fleece. He turns the overreaction. Lafferty. <laughs> both, 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 both of those guys that we mentioned, he gave up Alex Nylander to get. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sam Lafferty, yeah. you, you could have got me a, a used hockey bag for Alex Nylander, and I would have thought we fleeced the Penguins. But, Leon, so defense. far, so far, Dickinson, not so bad. Yeah. Uh, Hey, greatest he number seventeen in Blackhawks history. <laughs> is it too early to declare that? <laughs> he's on a, he's on pace for two hundred and forty points this year, guys. That's right, my friend. Thank Look you. Out. That's Thank that, you that's Hall of Fame material right there. Uh, I also do remember that conversation after the Vegas game, and I started to go, uh oh, because we all said, hey, if they beat the Sharks, it's going to be a good considered a good road trip. You know, when you think about how well they played those first two games, despite the outcomes. Um, but then I also said, well, what happens if they get blown out of the, you know, they get their doors blown off of them? How lousy that's going to feel. And after that first period, oh, it yeah. was like, ugh, yuck. Yeah. Yeah. They gave up that that bad goal off of Seth Jones skate in the final minute. All of a sudden, you're down 2-0. Uh, you're a team that hasn't hadn't scored an even strength goal at that point. And San Jose was had not given up a power play goal at that point. So you're like, how are they going to win this game? And then it's the shorthanded goals for, for a few minutes there. The Blackhawks had more shorthanded goals than five-on-five five goals as a team <laughs> oh on the season. They scored their second shorthanded goal of the season before their second five-on-five five goal of the season as a team. Hey. This was a game that you, you when you these are the games that when people that don't like analytics are throw it in your face and say, "See, numbers don't mean nothing." Because I mean. The Sharks had 55 shot attempts to the Blackhawks 36, and they had nine high danger scoring chances to the Blackhawks six, and they lost five to two. It yes, didn't feel that way though. It didn't feel no, that. I, no, it really didn't. But th- I mean, it is what it is. Those are the numbers, and sometimes yes, the numbers don't mean anything because you give up two shorthanded goals. And what are the Sharks doing? Uh, they could have had a five on three for 30 seconds, but they wanted to skate around the zone with a puck. Yeah. Get the I was puck to a guy that. in white. And the Hawks are whoever... like, go ahead. And then they score another shorty shortly after that. Whoever there is in charge of their power play should just, I don't know how they, what, co- what they do with coaches. Can they find them, kick them in the ass? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, you gotta get the whistle there and get the five on three. Yeah. That's, that's common sense, but th- I, let's get into the game a little bit. Like, cause I, I want to talk about that first period. Yeah. Just strange. So the sharks don't get a shot on goal for the first minute 11. Their first shot on goal was eight forty nine into 11 the, minutes. Uh, what did I say? Minute 11. Yeah, uh, sorry. 11-11. Yeah. I missed one of the ones I wrote down. Uh, 11-11 into the it's game. It's officially midnight. It's a late night. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the game like flips on its head. San Jose scores twice, and we're thinking, oh, God, like this is yeah. a complete disaster. And, you know, you can't blame Mrazek for either of the goals scored against him. One goes off Seth Jones' skate. You know, you can't – nothing you could do. It looked bad at the time. Like, oh, did that just kind of float over his shoulder? But um, – you know, but you can't really blame them. And, and the Hawks had every right, not every right, but every temptation probably to say, here we freaking go again and yeah. kind of fold the tents because they started off really well. And then 
I I noticed a point where I thought it turned. Caleb Jones had the puck at the blue line in the offensive zone and sort of like, I don't know, he was sort of tiptoeing, like dancing around, like trying to get around a player, and it got taken away from him. Yeah. And that moment, and probably just a coincidence, I don't know, but I just noticed it. That was like the moment when everything switched in that first period. Yeah, because then it was a Caleb weird. Jones turnover that led to the first Sharks goal after that play. I remember the play you're talking about. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, Caleb, not a good play. Time to make yeah. up for that, buddy. And then a couple minutes later, like, oh, Caleb, you're <laughs> doubling down on bad right now here. This is not a good look. And I and I, I said it on Twitter and, and uh, you know, Ben Ben Pope replied to me saying he he Caleb admitted he was rusty in the Vegas game, so he's probably still a little. But then then sure. you know what I Salad. sure, but I I kind of like at this point why is Alec Regula watching from the pe- uh, press box? We know what Caleb Jones is. He's a sixth or seventh defenseman at best. I don't think he's going to have a miracle season where all of a sudden he jumps up to be a second pairing defending defender. He is what he is. We don't know what Alex Regula is. I know Alec Vlasic has been hurt, so that's why he's not been out there. Maybe those guys go back to Rockford once they come back home when they're off the road. But if, if there's going to be a guy on the back end that's just going to keep making mistakes, I'd rather be one of the prospect defenders who could actually learn from that and maybe grow. I don't consider Caleb Jones part of this future. When the, when the Blackhawks are back in the playoffs, I, I, Caleb Jones is not going to be here. Yeah, and, and here's something I want to see from Luke Richardson uh, that he hasn't really needed to do yet, but now might be the time. How does he handle Athanasiu for the way he's been taking penalties, getting in the yeah. ears of referees, getting in misconduct? Yeah, yeah, there's got to be accountability weird... there. There's got to be accountability for some of the things Caleb Jones has done. And yes, I understand that he's rusty and all those things, but it doesn't. Rust doesn't make you make dumb decisions, right? That's a decision's a decision. He yeah. should be pretty well rested mentally, right? So I want to see. I'm not saying he needs to go off on these guys in the media or whatever, but maybe Andreas Athanasiu is not playing with Patrick Kane in the next game. Or maybe he misses the first power play or two or something like that. Some sort of message needs to be sent to these guys because, look, we know it's a tank season. We know it's a rebuild. We know ultimately points don't matter. But you can't just have guys out there just going rogue, which is what Athanasiu is doing, uh, and and hurting the team. There's got to be a consequence for that. And I, I suspect there will be. Uh, I don't think he's going to do anything public. But I think if we watch closely next game, which isn't until Thursday, uh, there might be some yeah. there might be some ice time cuts or line changes or things like that for Athanasiu because for the last two games he's been doing nothing but complaining to the refs. Yeah, he's been a disappointment so far out of his first three games. This is a guy that we I mean we knew what we were getting. Um, not a superstar, but a guy that could be a difference maker, and he's being a difference maker in the wrong way. Yeah. And this is a guy that you 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 signed to trade. You signed to give him top line minutes so you could hopefully get some top line production and flip him for a decent return. You're not getting any of that right now. You're getting a big old crybaby out there that's hurting your team and that's just it's got to change. Yeah, weird weird way he handled himself today uh, in, in in tonight's game. Um, so yeah, I I I don't definitely does not seem like Luke Richardson is someone to, um, you know, air out anything in 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 public uh, that would stay in the locker room as far as like reprimanding a player or anything like that or, mm-hmm. you know, 
any kind of consequence that he would levy um, for, for, for poor play, poor decision-making um, anything like that. But yeah, I, I do think, you know, Caleb Jones, if, if, if it's rust, get it out in, get it out during practice and, and let, let a guy like, uh, like Regula play. Um, and, and in fantasy, you, I mean, yeah, like you put him down a line or two. Um, but then, but then are you, you know, who are you promoting? Kershev. Kershev? That'd be Absolutely. nice. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He, I think he has earned it. I saw, yeah. we talked about it the other day. Lazarus wrote about it this weekend, stole it from us. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Lazarus confirmed it is Dickie for Jason Dickinson. That is the nickname. Ah, so mm. we can go with that for uh, we can wear Dickies on our Christmas show. See, look at us thinking ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he'll, uh, he'll have 45 goals by then. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's I think it's time to give it even without a use antics or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I think Kurashev has earned a look with um, yeah. with either Taves uh, or, or uh, Domi and Kane. Um, I just, yeah. I, I just like the way he's playing it. Look, he's playing like he's got something to prove, yeah. you know, skating hard, uh, getting it, getting into those, uh, tough areas that I wouldn't say he avoided them last year, but kind of didn't really know how to maneuver in them last year. I think he's, it feels like he's gained some confidence. I don't know. I'm sure he's yeah. gotten stronger, gotten faster, and, and is probably feeling a little more confident in his ability to, uh, succeed in those areas. So, yeah, I think. I think I'm ready to see him with a with a better with a higher role because you can't just you can't just put Athanasiu out there again and say hey you know never mind the misconduct and the two stupid penalties you took here right. you go back on the first line I think you gotta you've got to set a culture it's the biggest thing they're trying to do and you can't just let it float because he's a higher paid player that's that will not jive yeah that's the that's that's the terminology that you know, Richardson has got to focus on is setting, setting the culture of, of, of the locker room and, and what he's going to expect uh, from his players. And you can't just let some of those things slide, even though it is, you know, a tank season. Um, he's very, he's expressed, he's operating, trying to win games as much as Kyle Davidson has given him the cards to lose games. He's going to try and still win them. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah. I think, Kur- I think Kurashev, uh would, would do well at this point playing with a guy like Patrick Kane. And, uh, you know, I, I, we said about it with Lucas Reichel. I say about it with Kurashev. You're not going to have, you're very likely not going to have Patrick Kane the entire season. So don't, you know, some of these players that could benefit from playing with him, learning from him, you know, on the ice and being a line mate, mm-hmm. give those, give those young guys that opportunity before it's too late. Uh, we've got a super chat here from CTOD ghost. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He says, Hey guys, I was at the hurricane sharks game last night. And the sharks are bad. That is correct in my yes. <laughs> in my uh, Chris Farley voice. You know what's not bad though is the all teal uniforms. Those oh, are sharp. Oh, love those. I like those a lot. Yeah, those, those are, might have to become stuff. my uh, ultimate team uniforms for a while. If you're gonna be that's losing, look good while doing it. Yeah. Yes, that is that is true. Mo, as we were talking about, uh, you know, Luke Richardson maybe having to well, not maybe, but definitely should be doing some accountability here. Maybe this is one of those times he lets his veteran leaders maybe police themselves. Sure. Maybe a guy like Jonathan Taves who. Richardson's been praising on uh, the way he's been leading off the ice so far this year. Maybe Taves says something to him or already did. Or, yeah. or Patrick Kane is like, hey, dude, if you're going to be in my line, I need you on the ice. You can't be getting a 10-minute misconduct, you know, or Tyler Johnson or Jack Johnson or Connor Murphy, any of these veterans. Maybe this is where Richardson maybe whispers in one of those guys' ears and say, hey, maybe it'll be better coming from you than me. 
or he doesn't say anything and he just cuts the ice time. That's what that's the message. How you send a message to these guys is you you cut their ice time. You you, you demote them in the lineup. You don't necessarily bench uh, an Andreas Anthony CU, but you put him on the third line instead of the second line. That's 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 going to be the message louder and more clear than anything you could possibly say to him. Oh yeah, definitely. And it seems like Richardson really does value communication um, as much as that seemed like it might have actually been lip service with the previous head coach. It seems like Richardson actually values that, that communication level with the players. And we've already seen it where he's allowed, you know, guys like, like Taze to be the voice in the locker room when, when, when needed. And he didn't, you know, didn't have to say anything. And, and, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's good that he's already kind of feeling out when he needs to, you know, be, be coach. And when he needs to uh, let the players, you know, coach them, uh, not coach themselves, but Police let themselves, the play, yeah. let the players, yeah, have, have the, have the, uh, the reins themselves. So, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's, he's already kind of trusting, uh, trusting Taze to do that. It seems like Taze is, definitely stepped up in in his you know both on and off ice leadership so far to start the season as much as we thought maybe you know he's he's not really invested doesn't want to be here all this stuff i mean his play and and his uh you know what we've seen from him um away from away from his play seems like you know he's 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 putting it in there yep like like he's he's seems like he's more here to start the season i know it's only three games now but it seems like he's more present in these last three games and, and and the start of this season uh than he was at times last year so that's that's a positive thing to see for him uh 16 minutes on the dot for taves uh goal he was a plus two three shots a missed shot a takeaway I don't remember the last time I saw him win under 50% of his faceoffs, but he won nine and lost 10. So uh, Jonathan Taves, uh, no, it doesn't happen very often at all, but uh, you're right. And, and we had some concerns, you know, after watching him in the preseason, he was a complete non-factor, but he's been one of the better Hawks for sure mm-hmm. in these first three games. So that's a good thing. You know, I, and I, I think that's a nice segue to, you know, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Al Patrick Kane in a five goal game uh, didn't have any points. I am, I don't know. I there were whispers about something with his hip. Uh, he's been dealing with this mystery ailment for a couple years. He doesn't look right to me. He doesn't look. I, I, I'm going to stop short of saying he doesn't look fully engaged. But mm, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to project anything onto him that might not yeah. be there because we're, we're, we're obviously looking for that, right? That's the storyline all year, but he was kind of a non-factor in his game, made a couple of nice passes that his inferior line mates couldn't complete. But other than that, it just well, has not been the same Patrick Kane. You just said it right there. Inferior line mates. That could be sure. part of the problem. Sure. There's not a lot of chemistry right now between that line. So, you know, even before, you know, the, the, the bad, penalties and the misconduct by Anthony CU, you know, it could be time to split those guys up anyway, because they're just not producing. You Domi had a decent game tonight. He had, I think he had four shots on goal, <clears throat> but again, just, just, it's not the difference making line that you were hoping it's going to be. <clears throat> so maybe yeah. it's time. And we said it, we talked about it today. We talked about it after Vegas for the love of God, give Philip Kurchev a game there and see what happens. Yeah. What do you got to lose? 
is that line not going to score another goal next game? Oh no. You know, <laughs> it can only get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was this close when I was scrolling through uh, the points bet app before the game, looking for, you know, an, an intriguing bet uh, tonight. And I was, I was so close to being like, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm take a flyer on a Patrick Kane under a half point tonight. And I didn't because I believed he was going to uh, to get on the on the scoreboard. But he uh, that would have ended up being a good bet. Should have taken the Jason Dickinson uh, three point night bet. I'm sure that was a, a plus one million odds. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys, I'm out of here. Out, I'm done. No, but yeah, I, I I think you know to 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 the point about Kane, I, I really do think it is the the combination of line mates that he's playing with. Because think about the last handful of seasons that Patrick Kane has had. He's had Dylan Strom and Alex Dubrinka, and those three clearly had a lot of good chemistry working together. And when it wasn't Strom, he still had Dubrinka to play off of uh, for the most part early on in 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 uh, in Dubrinka's career. And before that, he had Artemi Panarin for two seasons and that worked very well. And before that it was the cup era. So this is probably the first time since God, I don't even know, 2011, 2012, where Patrick Kane is really playing with line mates that you really, you have a lot of questions about mm-hmm. and he, and he doesn't have a lot of familiarity with as much as they want to say, oh, they played in London. No, they didn't. No, they (laughs) not at the same time. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think he's, you know, it's for for Kane. He's still an elite level player, but I think he has played off of other elite level players for most to all of his career. And sometimes, you know, I, I think this is the first time in a very long time he's really kind of had to drag both of his line mates to to try and produce something so maybe that's a big factor that's a great point and jamie here in the chat says kane is an elite player top tier elevates other players but i just don't see anyone on the team that can see what he sees on the ice and that's the problem and patrick sharp said it in the broadcast today and he's been really good by the way uh but just saying like kane is not easy to play with like you've got to be ready when like I, i there was one specific moment where I think it was Mackenzie Entwistle was like in front of the net and like, oh my god, the puck's here! <laughs> like, how did that happen? And of course, yeah. it was Patrick Kane behind the net with like perfect backhander, like right on the tape. But like, these guys have to get in the mindset of 88s on the ice with me. I have to be ready all the time for the puck. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes where we've seen Patrick Kane show some frustration with guys where it's like, be ready. I'm going to get you the puck. And Patrick Sharp told a story too about how when he was on the line with Kane, he was banging his ice on the stick, like banging his stick on the ice saying, pass, pass, pass. And Kane said, I know where you are. You don't have to do that. Don't do that again. I know where you are and I'll get you the puck. And Sharpie was like, okay, fair enough. And, you know, so worked out for his career. Yeah, right. Exactly. So sorry, Greg. And I did a couple, you know, over the years, some bar events with some players like Christopher Stieg and Andrew Ladd. And I would always ask them, like, what's it like to play with Kane? Just, you know, expecting them to say, oh, it's awesome and it's amazing. They're yeah. like, you know, it's 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 an adjustment because playing with someone with that much high-end skill, um, especially a guy who is such a um, – the pace of his play is not fast. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of weaves and navigates and, like, you know, he, he plays – he's a slow player kind of, you know. Not saying that he's not a fast skater, but he kind of – 
he lulls the defense asleep and then makes his move. As a line mate, that's tough to keep up with, too. So it's interesting. It's going to be something to watch as the year goes on. That's for sure. But I, I do think, you know, hey, they got to win. They're probably not going to change too much in the lines at this point because um, we would be weird to do that. But uh, I, I think after a while, we got to start seeing some different faces with Kane because this is kind of not it's kind of not working. Speaking well, of uh, a- speaking of Patrick Kane here, as we put the the comment here from our friend, no it's just rage. Uh, Luke Richardson said that uh, this is from uh, Ben Pope and all the other all the other uh, beats here, but uh, they all had the information, but I'm reading it from Ben. Luke Richardson said Patrick Kane gave him the game puck for his first win as a head coach. Quote, I'm happy to share the puck with the whole team. It's not mine. They deserve it, but definitely feels nice. Maybe an extra glass of wine tonight for myself. Yeah. That's good awesome. stuff. Good stuff. See, in a season where we're going to have many games where it's just like, oh boy, that was a tough one to watch. It's good to have nights like this because it's, keeps the morale moving a little bit especially late night if we're gonna stay up late let's stay up late for a fun one (laughs) when it was two when it was two nothing i was like oh boy am i gonna be up till one o'clock talking about a four nothing loss or something like that but yeah yeah and uh good to have this game it would be would be ashamed of ourselves if we didn't mention why the game started a little later pretty cool uh pregame ceremony raising Doug Wilson's name up to the rafters in San Jose uh, for being their longtime general manager. Uh, pretty cool ceremony. He, he made a really good speech. Um, I know he's been going through some health stuff and the way yeah. he was talking, it was like, Ooh, maybe it's a little bit worse than what's been out there, but I've always loved Doug Wilson. And uh, you know, I, I just old enough to remember him as a player and, um, you know, he gave <clears throat> some mention to some to uh, the Blackhawks and gave a shout out to Pat Foley and Bob Verde, who he made it sound like they were there. I, I can't, don't know if I can confirm that or not, but um, really good moment. Doug Wilson, class act, still the best hair in all of hockey, even <laughs> even at uh, even in his 60s. The dude still rocks yeah. a great, great yeah. set of lettuce there. Best hair and, money Hey, you know, spend it wisely. <laughs> they had a lot of the, they had a lot of the old uh, Sharks players who he was either drafted or traded for there. Jonathan Chichu, who boy, <laughs> he done blown up, but that's okay. Enjoy retirement, my friend. Um, <laughs> the video package it was kind of funny though. They were showing like you know, oh they they clips of him drafting this guy or the sharks have traded for Joe Thornton. They never mentioned Eric Carlson in that package at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the sharks are, have uh, that's, that has not been, even though he scored a goal tonight and I was like, Oh yeah, Eric Carlson still plays in San Jose. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny. That's what happens. You pay for good move. Good move to the uh, good move to the, for the sharks. And yep. Uh, yep. always, always like the honors for Doug Wilson, who I have on my Mount Rushmore of Blackhawks defensemen, top four all time. Awesome. Uh, got a super chat here from Alton V a $5 super chat. First win of the season. Best Hawks podcast out there. Keep up the great work. Thanks Alton. We appreciate Thanks, that. Alton. Thank you. And uh, before we get to let you know about points bet and our other sponsors, a uh, quick question. No roids. Just rage says, does NHL center ice have every Blackhawks game available? If you're not in Chicago, the way to go is ESPN plus mm-hmm. because it's, significantly cheaper than center ice you get almost as many games i think you get as many games um but but hawks games will be blacked out on either if it's available in your local viewing area so it all depends where you live 
Plus, ESPN Plus is going to have a uh, that was a lot of pluses in one sentence, but they're going to have a lot of uh, they're going to have a lot of exclusive games. I think including a couple of Hawks games where you There's... can only see it on ESPN Plus. So yep. it's eight bucks a month. It's it's it, well, I think it's the best deal. And out that's there. like with Hulu and Disney too, right? Or is right, that's how I have it. Month, if you, like, yeah, if you yeah. if you bundle it, yeah. It's, but it's I know people don't like ESPN. People are just like resistant, but. I'm telling you, ESPN Plus is so much better than Center Ice. Well, and to, and too with ESPN Plus, you get so much yeah, other stuff. Like if you're like, yeah, it's great to have the the access to to you know watch watch the Hawks and everything, but you get so much else with it. Whereas there's Center Ice, a lot of colleges, Center a lot of college hockey. There's some European hockey on there as well, women's hockey. Yep, tons of hockey, and that doesn't even include. You know all the college football, college basketball. If you're into that stuff, you know it's there's be- baseball. It's got it's 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 great. It's quickly become my nothing's on. I'm putting on ESPN Plus to find something. Yeah, it's become mm-hmm. that for me. All right, uh, gotta let everybody know. You may have noticed tonight, uh, folks, that it's football season. <laughs> there were some big <laughs> and exciting games today. In case you missed it, I think yep. the goalposts are still being marched through the streets of Knoxville. Uh, they're in the river. <laughs> Did it finally make it to the river? They make it uh, to the river, yeah. They're up on Rocky Top. I saw a TikTok with uh, Michelle Branches, uh, you know, making my way downtown. And it's like <laughs> just the students like walking, like just, the marching, the, just marching the goalposts down the street. That's great. Uh, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know you could still take the goalposts. I thought they were, you know. Try hard enough and you can do anything. Yeah. You put get some of those yeah. engineering students out there. They'll figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have more access to more live football markets than ever before. Build your perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. That includes spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. <laughs> Download the points bet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And... If you are an expert better, and I hopefully you are, and you're winning some big bucks over there on the points bet app, you can take that money and head on over to the Game Time app and buy tickets to the hottest sporting events in town. Whatever town you're in, you can get tickets for it. You want to go to the Hawks home opener this Friday night against the Detroit Red Wings? You've been wanting to scream Detroit sucks at the top of your lungs in public and not get dirty look for it? Well, Friday night's your chance. Home opener. Head over to Game Time Tickets. You can please click on the description that is in all of our podcast descriptions. Head on over there. You're going to get the best seats of the house at amazing prices. I've got it right up here on my screen here for the the, uh, cheapest tickets right now. You can get 300 level tickets for the home opener for under 50 bucks, 44 bucks. We got tickets going there, so you could save a ton of money. And, that, and that, those are a little higher because it's the first game of the year. There are plenty of other games. I think they have games against the Panthers for only under twenty bucks. Yeah. You want to go see Connor McDavid? Eighteen and the bucks Oilers. to see the Oilers. Eighteen dollars. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a good deal. That's like that's like a dollar for maybe every point McDavid's going to get in that game. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be 
He they're they're fun. Might so be a dollar game, for every goal allowed in that game. They got some goals. Possibly problems. bet the bet the over in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh so if you love CHGO and if you didn't, you wouldn't be here watching right now. Then you'll love game time. It's the best way to support us and by is by buying tickets through the link in our description. So join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats and all your favorite events. And then added bonus, if you buy some tickets on game time and then you check another one of the far inferior apps and find tickets for a cheaper <laughs> price, tell them and they will match it. They will say, nope, nope, nope. We're going to match that price and they will take care of it for you. So visit our folks at game time through the link in the descriptions down below hit the like button as you scroll past as well please yeah do that and uh it's a good time to remind people uh we've got our bears tailgate coming up november 6th for the game against the dolphins you do not need tickets to the game to attend but if you want them game time is the place to go but you need tickets to attend our tailgate all chgo.com to get your tickets it includes uh food drinks un prizes all that great stuff we had our first one a few weeks ago and i was just absolutely blown away uh by how amazingly it went for the first time we ever did anything like that uh mm-hmm. taco trucks and pizza and donuts and uh, hard liquor and beer and water and all the great stuff and it was just an awesome time had about what like 200 people out there for it it was had the just dj bumping music oh, the it dj was, was fantastic people yeah. joining the party from off the streets just like scanning that qr code to come in but jump in that. Come join us, allchgo.com. Get your tickets is. to our Bears-Dolphins tailgate. Uh, it's going to be a great time. There's a couple different ticket options in there. Uh, so go in there, check it out. Uh, one includes free parking, which is, well, it doesn't include free parking. It includes parking. <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, you know, you park free. right in the lot with us. It's outstanding. It's, it's free if you pay for it. It's free if you pay for it, exactly. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, and, good stuff. Uh, Quick question from the chat from uh, Lebowski Five. Yes, that is a Jonathan Taves North Dakota <laughs> jersey over yes. me. There, there um, is. <laughs> Why is that so hard to do? I don't I was, know. It's I was trying so to point it in my fridge during the Amfat podcast. I did that today, and I'm like, "Where? Is, I can't." There it is. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how meteorologists do it. That's yeah, that's yeah. what they go to school for. Not predicting the weather, but how to point opposite. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. It is. It is a Taves uh, UND. It's actually the uh, old. Sue logo. Now you can't really find mm. those anymore, but uh, yeah, that's a very observant observation. Uh, another one I want to thank Bex for correcting me. It was not Michelle Branch, it was Vanessa Carlton mm. who was saying, I actually mm. love that song. That song, common is, mistake, as a, that slaps as a kid say. That song is very dab. Oh, yeah, uh, it's just great. Is there much of a difference between those two? <laughs> I don't know. No, like no. if they both walked in my house, I'd be like, uh, you're Michelle. I mean, you said Michelle Branch, I knew the song you meant, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. probably yeah. Michelle Branch. I, you could have uh, said Vanessa Carlton, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably yeah. Vanessa Carlton's song. I do, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you, Bex. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. We, we, we always need corrections, folks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Especially when it's uh, 1230 in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, and by the way, we got people. S- yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us. I yeah. know it's, it's fun. It's Saturday night. Hawks get their first win of the year. People were up watching football and said, hey, put the damn Hawks on. And it was a, a good good night to watch it. So thanks, everybody, for being with us. Uh, Greg already said it. But if you haven't yet, please hit that like button on the YouTube video. It takes two seconds. Literally just boop, boop. Right there. Just click that. That helps us out big time. 
And if you're listening on your uh, proper podcast app, whatever it is, Spotify, Apple Pods, whatever, make sure you subscribe there. Turn those notifications on so you know when new episodes drop. And uh, five-star reviews go a long, long way as well. So whatever you can do, we appreciate it. Uh, it's a nice, free way to help us uh, help you know grow the brand a little. There it is. Oh, my God. What? I was okay. doing my other podcast earlier, and there was a centipede on my ceiling. Oh! And the whole show was like watching it, <laughs> watching it, and then sure enough, it like went away. Uh, and I said, "Where did it go?" It literally just crawled from under the computer I'm sitting in front of, oh. and then ran across the table right in front of me. <laughs> no. Yep. Anyway, nope. we should get to our four stars at the game <laughs> so I can do that a lot of here. <laughs> just, just real quick before we do that, a couple of people have been asking about Frank Nazar. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately injured and going to be out a couple of months. I don't know, Mario, have you seen anything more detailed than that? No, nothing more detailed than that. Um, but, yeah, he, he hasn't been uh, playing for Michigan yet. And it looks like it will be a while before he does, unfortunately. Which stinks because uh, we're going to go out there for that November yeah. 11th game in Indiana against Notre Dame. And uh, we were hoping to see him play. That probably won't happen. But hopefully he still on the makes the trip and we can still chat with yeah, him. If, we won't ask him to juggle this time because he might not be medically yeah, cleared for that. But uh, Probably not. But, yeah, if he's, uh, if he's available to talk, we'd love to talk with him, kind of see how, you know, Obviously not the uh, way his season wa- would have wanted to start, but just to kind of see where he's at, how uh, how his college experience has been going. But, um, yeah, we're going to be out at the game, uh, Michigan and Notre Dame in South Bend. Uh, we'll see Ryder Rolston and Landon Slager, Blackhawks prospects uh, playing for the Irish, and um, potential Blackhawks prospect Adam Fantilli uh, also yeah. playing in that game for, uh, for Michigan. So, yeah, we'll be out there, but um, yeah, unfortunate uh, news for Nazar. Um, I know the three of us were very excited to see uh, how he got his uh, his college season started, but um, looks like that will be delayed significantly. Yeah, and no, Royce just really says I really wanted to see him play with Adam Fantilli. Man, that still may happen for years to come. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be next year. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Well, not. if you're going to that game, still go because we're going and we can hang out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that'll be a good time. All right, let's let's do our four stars of the night. If yes. you want to, uh, am I starting things off again? All right, fine. Well, we should list the three stars of the night because thank you. They were all Blackhawks, right? Yes, I three know. stars For of once, the night. We didn't have the whole roster to choose from. Yeah, number three, Jack Johnson, uh, who finished the game with an assist, twenty-one twenty-four of ice time, uh, two hits, four block shots. So a really nice game for Jack Johnson. The nice. number two star of the game was uh, Jason Dickinson. One goal, two assists, uh, three points, obviously. Plus one and only 12.07 of ice time. Two shots, two hits. Uh, uh, and uh, also blocked a shot and had a takeaway. Solid game for him. And number one star, no surprise, Sam Lafferty. Two goals, one assist, and 14.11 yeah. of ice time. Both goals shorthanded. Three shots on goal, uh, two hits. And a takeaway, and he won 60% of his faceoffs. So, great game for Sam Lafferty. We call this the Sam Lafferty game. Very so, effective. for my four-star of the game, I'm going to give it to head coach Luke Richardson. Hey. Uh, picking up his first win as a head coach is uh, obviously great, and that would have been enough to do it alone. But I think going into the locker room down to nothing after a very weird 
uh, topsy-turvy first period. The team could have absolutely folded the tents, and they did not. They came back and responded, scoring five unanswered goals uh, and did not quit. And it would have been really easy for them to quit after getting blown out in Colorado, a frustrating loss in Vegas, and then coming in and being down 2 nothing after the first in San Jose. That team would have quit last year. This team did not, so props to Luke Richardson uh, for getting them through 60 and getting the win. That's a good point. Yep, this team has definitely shown up to compete, uh, and they respond to adversity rather well so far. So, yeah, good job by Luke Richardson. I am going to go for the second straight game. Uh, good old number 90, Tyler Johnson, is my four-star of the game. This guy is just keeps being yeah, super good. effective. Mm-hmm. He had uh, two primary assists tonight, uh, set up Taves' first five-on-five goal of the season for the Hawks, and then he set up the Dickinson uh, breakaway goal by laying out and blocking a shot and then getting it up the ice. I mean, this dude is is doing it all right now. He's been a great pass. He had finished the game, two assists, both primaries, was a plus one. Uh, just had the one sh- one shot on goal, but he got credited with four hits, which led the team. Uh, two oh, blocks, yeah. including that big one that, that led to the assist. Uh, and had a takeaway in just under 14 minutes of play. So uh, a veteran guy just had an awful season with injuries last year, worked his ass off to come back and play those last few games on a team that just, no, he had no reason to. He could have just stayed home and collected his paycheck. He's been great, great in the room. Anytime we go in the locker room after a game or after practice, he's always there. He's always engaged with his teammates. Um, so it, it's, I think he's doing exactly what Luke Richardson wanted to do. He's being productive. He's being effective and he's helping set, begin that culture of winning that, that is so important. Yeah. He's been really good. Really noticeable yeah. in this one looks fast by the way, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he came in, like you said, last year, a little banged up, probably pride hurt a little bit too, after being basically just dumped for nothing. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. and coming hey, into yeah, a he was traded for a future Hall of Famer. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been he's yeah. been one of the better Hawks for sure this year. Well, he does look fast, and playing on a line with Jonathan Taves and Taylor Radish could probably help a little bit, make you look yeah. a half a step quicker. Good point. Good point yeah, by you. yeah, and you know, and, and to the point too with 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 Johnson, it seems like he is. You know, we we talked about when he got to the team. Like, oh, you know, he was with Tampa, the winning culture, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion stuff. He didn't really have a chance last season to kind of provide that example and that leadership and that, you know, that voice of like, hey, like this is what we were doing in Tampa that made us successful. Let's translate that to Chicago. He didn't really have that opportunity because of injury. Now it seems like he is kind of instilling that uh, mentality and and bringing what I think the the, the organization um, – wanted to see from 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 him in that role as a as a veteran as a cup champion from a a recent stanley cup contending team so good for him uh had a had a great game tonight and uh my fourth star of the night is el capitan jonathan taze two uh two goals on the season he had uh, another one tonight to get the scoring uh started for the blackhawks part of their uh what was it Five was it five straight? Yeah, five straight. Mm-hmm. Five straight goals to uh to to come back after being down 0-2. Talked about it earlier. It really just seems like, you know, from from the end of the preseason, just just through this last, you know, week and a half, two weeks, uh, through these three games, it's really just seems like Taze 
um, is is involved, engaged, is present, and is giving a damn. And mm-hmm. and that's and that's great. That's what that's what you want to see out of not only your captain, but also a guy who, you know, through through the end of last season and through the off season, it was like, you know what's the next thing he's going to say that makes us all roll our eyes and just can't wait to trade him. And, and, and that was a really, that was, that has been very tough to kind of be in that mentality around a guy who literally was a pillar of the modern dynasty Blackhawks. And it's just good to see him have a, have a good start to the season. Took him what 30 games to get two goals last year. Took him three. Now this season, I, I, th- I think that's great for him. Um, it's great for his trade value and it's great for the morale of the locker room. So fourth start tonight, Jonathan Tays. Absolutely deserved it. I'm glad to see that he is playing the way he is. It's yeah, it's very encouraging. It's a good thing. And uh, that guy carries so much weight, whether he knows it or not, you know, mm-hmm. in that room. Uh, it's good to see that he's done. He's 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 done his part so far this year. And it's yeah. more, and like you said, it's more than just the goals. The goals are great. You know, that's fantastic that he's putting a puck in that. Had another great chance in the first, too. Um, but just the off-the-ice stuff matters, too. And I really think the Jack Johnson thing he did, saying, hey, you know, yeah. if you want to want us out there, whatever you want to do, stuff like that is meaningful. So props to Taves for his start to the season. That's for sure. All right, I know it was a win, uh, but everybody on Twitter seemed to notice the same thing we noticed during the game uh, on the broadcast, where the audio was like significantly <laughs> ahead of the video. Yeah. It was, it so was bad. Weird. And you would so say, weird. you would hear uh, Chris Voster saying he scores. And that's like about the time shoots. to start with. Yeah. The, the shot would begin and it got worse <laughs> yeah. after people pointed it out. Uh, yeah. I have no explanation for that. I w- I didn't. Sorry. Go ahead. Mario. I was just going to say, I, so I watch, I watch the games. Uh, I have Hulu live TV. I know some people watch it on, on, on actual cable and stuff or other different providers. Sometimes I chalk it up to just, Oh, Hulu has a, has a weird delay sometimes, but to, to, yeah, be, you know, be on Twitter and see a lot of different people complaining about like, Oh, the audio is off. Audio is off. All that stuff. I was just like, Oh, this is a, this is an NBC thing. This isn't uh this isn't, you know, just my broadcast, but yeah, it was really weird. And then, yeah, I think between the second and third period, they came back for the third period and, and they were doing like the intro to the third period and, and, and sharp and Foster's are talking and it's like a ventriloquist act. Like their, their mouths are going, but they're the, yeah. the, uh, the words weren't matching up. And I was like, Oh man, it got worse. <laughs> I, I never worked in TV. So I, you know, I don't know, but like something you fix. It's all digital. You would think you can yeah. do that. Yeah, like, I, I I don't know. And, and I there's... noticed like there were some times last year I or actually started noticing it during the COVID year where like they'll have a shot of like a close up shot of a player behind the net and you'll see him like, you know, look left, right, and then advance the puck. Then they go to the wide shot, right? Like the typical play by play shot. And there's like a little like they're not synced up anymore. Yeah. It's weird. And maybe it's like whatever the new digital cameras are, maybe it's like with HD, you know, with 4k, whatever there's, there's different sort of things you have to do, but isn't it as simple as like doing the, you know, clapping and syncing up the video and the audio. (laughs) Like it's, I can't imagine it's that difficult. Yeah. Well, being a road game, maybe they didn't have control of that. And 
you know, the sharks producers like screw it. You're beating us. We're gonna keep the audio. <laughs> I don't keep know. Delaying the audio. Yeah, I don't. Know. I it's, didn't. Uh, I didn't even really notice it until the fir- till the Taves goal because I had it on. I'm in my office. I have it on, and I'm I'm you know I'm doing different things, not paying attention to every second of the game. But as as before that goal happened, I actually saw it come through on Twitter first, which I hate too. I try not yeah. to do that, but I saw like all the beat the beats that were there say Tay's goal. And I look up and I'm like, Oh, okay. They're about to score. And that's when I noticed it. Cause he said he shoots, he scores before he even took the shot and it did get worse. And then I really started to notice it because I would hear like the puck hit a stick before a pass was even made. And I'm just like, I can't yeah. watch this right now. Like I actually <laughs> turned the volume down for the third period to like to where I could barely hear it because it was just too distracting. Uh, it was like it, 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 bad. Just I don't know how you can have that happen in an entire game. I'm no, I'm no expert. I've never produced a TV anything, let alone a live sporting event. But you would think you could figure out how to do that over three hours. I wonder if it's if it's partly because of the maybe trying to catch hot mics, like maybe the the audio they're trying to maybe there's something wrong with like trying to like delay it just a little bit to make sure like no one's like, Hey, fucking whatever. And they don't catch it on the broadcast or whatever, but they don't want to, they don't want to catch pip squeak on the air again. Like they did the other day in Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. See that one. That was fantastic. (laughs) Shut the Um, F up. You pip squeak. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's, if that's an issue, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I have worked, I've, I've worked behind the season TV before. Um, not, uh, not on, in an audio or directing role or anything like that, but there's there's ways that you can quick fix it. I just I just I think to your point, Greg, maybe because it was in a way game, maybe it was something that just was out of out of the the, the production's control, and it was just just a, a flubby thing that the that the broadcast had to deal with. Yeah, just taking it from the truck, and yeah, yeah. it's a shame because it was I, again you mentioned it earlier, Patrick Sharp. Man, I I kind of hope wishing he's here for the whole season. Uh, he's been fantastic. Hopefully that becomes a long-term thing. <clears throat> and him and Vosters are getting some uh, some good uh, chemistry going, and they're even busting yeah. uh, Colby's chops when he's, you know, <laughs> a thousand miles away. He doesn't even have to be at the side of the <laughs> uh, I like the whole little thing about who scored that uh, game-winning goal for Boston. I don't know. Some guy back in the studio. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it was standard yeah. definition. I couldn't make out the number. Yep. Hey, we got a, a post game <laughs> quote here from uh, Luke Richardson. This is from Ben Pope on Twitter. Uh, says Richardson on the first intermission message, quote, I didn't say too much, but just made them realize what went on in the period that we were moving our legs and then we weren't. The compete level had to rise up and the veterans took that one step further. We came out and played great. So there you go. That's it. Uh, That's good. You know, there's your first answer. Your first sort of look into uh, dealing with. A little bit of a letdown, a little bit of a situation. Now, now we have to see how the individual, um, mes- you know, mistakes are handled, and mm-hmm. I, I think we will. I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what, if anything, happens with the Thon and on Thursday for the yeah. opener, which is yeah, thousand see. years away. Well, I mean, that's a great example of of you know setting of of Richardson and the coaching staff kind of setting the tone and 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 communicating like, hey, we got to you know, X, Y, Z, you know, get, get the effort level back up, get the energy back up, get the, you know, get your, keep your legs moving. And, and then the veterans in the locker room taking it a step further and putting it more into, 
you know, more ingrained, you know, emphasizing the the message. And I don't want to, you know, have just one example be, you know, blown out of proportion or anything, but it's an example of buy-in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think a guy like Luke Richardson is, is already, uh, you know, making, making a difference in, in the locker room as, as a, as a coaching presence. Um, it's probably also a mixture of having the right kind of veterans in the locker room too. And I think you got, you have a guy like Ty- Tyler Johnson available. You have Jack Johnson in there as well, who seems like a, a great uh, teammate to be around. Um, and if you have Jonathan Taze, you know, in a, if you have the good mood, Jonathan Taze going, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. So yeah, it's, it's, I think that's, a, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's you, the coach can say the same things over and over and over and over and over again, and the young players are like, okay, cool. But th- I think seeing the guys that have won Stanley Cups before doing what the coach is telling you is way it, it's a much better motivator than just the coach telling you. Oh, right. definitely, and also like I don't want to be the guy who pisses off Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane. I don't want to have yeah. that wrath, you know. <laughs> like hell no, like I want no part of that. Um, and it's, that's contagious. And you're right, Greg, like when the leaders are leading and the leaders are doing what the coach says, and you can too, right? If Taves can do it, that was always the thing with Taves. Like he was and always the dude playing the hardest and he made the most money. And if he can do it, anybody can do it. So, you know, I always, uh, I, that, that's a huge part of like when, when he was talked about so much as a leader, it was so much of it was by example, Right. Seabrook was really the guy who was out there like, you know, firing up the troops and the vocal guy. And we saw him in Detroit go and <laughs> shake Jonathan Taves awake. Like, dude, snap out of it. We need you. You know, <laughs> Seabrook was that guy. Taves was a guy who went out there and, lead, and led by example, getting his ass kicked in the corners to make a play and all those sort of things. Uh, so it's good to see that that guy is back at least through the first uh, three games. Got a $2 chat here from Windy City Hockey. Says Dickie and Laffy is a great pair. Yeah, right. that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had uh, my Dickie Laffied many times. Um, you know. I'm sorry. It's after midnight. <laughs> we can say that. <laughs> uh, Dickie and Laffy sounds like a, a mid 90s MTV show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Dickie and Laffy. Yeah, it's a bad morning show. Yeah. yeah, yeah morning Zoo. Or what we was the, the one butt. on uh, the morning rush with Dickie and Laffy? What's the yeah? It was Weenie and the Butt? Six thirty, uh, Ched, Family Guy, and then what was the uh, Parks and Rec? We, it was yeah, something in a douche. Oh yeah. Uh, oh god. What is it? No, so, if, yeah. If, if, if Stacy was here, <laughs> something she, in she the douche. Yeah, I can't think of she it. She might text me it before the end of the show. Uh, Crazy Ira and the douche was the name yeah. of the show. On, <laughs> <laughs> was on Parks and Rec. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, man. that's good. Yeah, I, look, those those are t- again two examples of of guys that are coming in and doing the putting in the work. You know, we've we know Sam Lafferty is is a future Blackhawks legend, um, and Jason Dickinson's coming in as as a veteran who's been around the block both at the NHL and, and AHL levels, and um, I think he's you know he's getting a, a a new opportunity, a rejuvenated opportunity in Chicago after. You know, having some some success in a depth role in Dallas uh, didn't really get it going in Vancouver. Now he's he's coming here and um, making a splash in his first game as a Blackhawk, which is great, um, great to see. And and yeah, th- those are the kinds of guys that I think are going to do 
a lot of the 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 culture setting for 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 Luke Richardson and the messaging that that he wants to have uh, players buy into what Kyle Davidson wants uh you know out of players out of the blueprint of, of of what he wants from from Blackhawks players is to be you know hardworking aggressive you know giving your your 100 on it on every shift um being aggressive on a penalty kill like that's that's what Luke Richardson uh implemented in Montreal and that's what he wants to do with Chicago um you know be being able to have the uh the the, the power kill is the term that they call that they use now and um, you know, Lafferty is, is a guy that works hard, has a lot of speed. Um, I think Athanasiu has been, you know, flirting with some, some penalty kill opportunities to try and utilize his speed as well in that, in that same vein. So, yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of guys that are going to, you know, on, on some nights make a big difference. So it was good to see that tonight they had their two of their best games of their careers. Yep. Definitely. Speaking of, uh, guys that did not have great games, you guys watch any of the Minnesota LA game? I uh, did not. Yeah. Mark Andre, Andre Flurry. Flurry. That's back to back awful games. He gave up seven in his first start. He got pulled Yee. in the first, uh, let up four goals on 14 shots in the first period today. That's not good. So he's not off to I mean, a he, great start. He, he started bad last year. I know we all have glowing memories of him. He, did. he did. You're right. He, did. he wasn't He wasn't this bad, though. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be the one that yeah. says that the ship has sailed on him because he was bad in October last year. But yikes. Uh, he has currently a uh, ooh, yuck two two games this year for Minnesota. He has a eight point three seven goals against and a seventy seven point six save percentage. <laughs> Holy shit, ooh, that's awful! Wow, that's uh, that's Oof. real bad. That's, that's real a, that's, bad. It's a rough situation I mean, for that kind of money. I could give you some of those results. I'll just resign him for the tank. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, no. sell, I'm not, I'm not throwing the towel on him yet. No, nah, he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be fine. Actually, it was, it was our guy Chucko Mucko, uh, regular listener on Twitter, asked me, "Hey, should I cut him from my fantasy team?" I said, "No, just stash him on your bench for a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Uh, don't cut him now because I'm sure there were a lot of people that dropped him at this point last season and then re- then really regretted." losing to him in the playoffs so um yeah no i wouldn't worry too much about him but definitely not a great start especially for a team like minnesota that's got high aspirations um in a really tough division you can't be losing too many games early um because right now they're behind the blackhawks in the standings not a good look yeah it's not uh (laughs) not not where the wild thought they were going to be i mean yeah a lot of the a lot of the aspirations that they have hinge on flurry so that's yeah, true. absolutely. Yep. And the Dallas stars look good so far this year. I, 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 I picked them to make the playoffs out of this division and they're looking pretty tough. Nashville's going to hang around all season. The blues are mm-hmm. going to blues their way to a playoff spot. So Minnesota, that's yeah. a team that could be good, but the wheels could fall off really quick too. Yep. All right, let's do one more chat before we talk about pins and aces and wrap the show up. Chicago Hockey 82 says, for three games, I have to say the thing I'm thrilled about the most is just that the team is trying to be a team and to be hard to play against. That's it. That's what Luke Richardson wants. That's it. That's it. And that's what, when they talk about culture, that's what they talk about. And what we've said you know, for the last few shows is the compete is there through the first three. It'll be there for the first little while. The challenge for Richardson is going to be keeping that going 
when they're mathematically eliminated or they lose five in a row or whatever it's going to be because those those points are coming this year for sure. Uh, so how does he how does he keep them motivated? I think that is his biggest challenge of the year. But you're right, the team competes hard, and and it, I I do think you reflect your coach sometimes, and that's the way that dude played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that's what he was... wanted. That's what he said from day one in training camp. He wants to be a team that's hard to play against that competes. So far, that's exactly what you're seeing. Let's see in January and February <laughs> if yeah. they're still playing as hard. But hey. The fun part is we'll still be here talking about them, whether they are or if they're not. So just stick Absolutely. around with us for the rest of the year. Yes. And we have uh, the Lebowski saying he grabbed tickets to the Notre Dame game. Um, cool. I want to make Carpool. sure we're clear nice. on that. They play Friday and Saturday. We're going to the Friday game on the 11th because the Hawks play Saturday the 12th. So keep that in mind when you're buying tickets. If you're coming to see us, we're going to be at the Friday game. So keep that in mind. Yes. But either way, it's going to be an awesome. Either game. way, it's going to be yeah. it's that's that's two very good teams uh, the, to, to go and see. So, yeah, uh, if if you Friday or Saturday, uh, you're going to see a good game Friday. You're going to see us there as well. So that's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard nothing but great things about the arena there at uh, Compton. Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah, so looking for it straight out of Compton. Can't wait to get good, there. Good, <laughs> good facilities. Uh, yeah, so uh, it is now the the middle of October. Um, I have put my uh, my golf bag in the basement for for the season. Some people are still out there uh, braving the dipping temperatures. Um, if Mark Andre Fleury keeps playing the way he is, Minnesota is going to have some early <laughs> tee times this year too. Nice. Uh, and if they do, they're going to be looking good in some pins and aces golf apparel, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor for the big drive energy podcast on the all city network pins and aces, a family owned golf apparel business. Gotta love that. Uh, and their apparel is going to make you looking good out there on the course. They have different, uh, Polos, hats, golf bags. They even have a beer sleeve that goes into your bag uh, and can hold up to seven of your favorite beers and keep them cold the entire round. Uh, half the reason that I and most other golfers like to go out and get uh, get uh, get out on the course is to not only get some fresh air and knock a ball around for uh, 115 strokes, but also have a couple beers out on the course. What's better than that on a nice summer day? Uh, and what's better than that? It looking good while you're doing it again that's pins and aces go to pinsandaces.com and use the promo code chgo when you do that you're going to receive 15 percent off of your first order and you're going to get free shipping again that's pinsandaces.com using the promo code chgo all right let's wrap things up thanks everybody for being with us schedule uh tomorrow we are off monday we are audio only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be in studio. Uh, Thursday night game, home opener. We might have Friday, a little, Friday night. Friday night, thank you. We might have a little surprise coming this week. Um, Maybe. Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Uh, we'll let you know when we know. But um, some potential really fun, really exciting guest opportunities uh, have been presented to us. We're trying to work through those. So keep an eye on our Twitter accounts. And as soon as we have confirmation, we'll let you know. 
We're at we CH- found Kim Johnson. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're at <laughs> chgo underscore Blackhawks. All of our Twitter names are on the screen. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Greg's at Greg Boyson, and Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. Uh, one last reminder: hit that like button if you've not already, and become a member at allchgo.com. You get to pick out a free shirt. I know some people have been wanting those double extra large uh, CHGO Blackhawk shirts. They're back in stock. So if you've been holding out for one of those, they're here. Go get them. Become a member of our community at allchgo.com, which is also where you can get tickets to the Bears-Dolphins tailgate on November 6th. So we will talk to you audio only on Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.